Brandon Cutler here from AEW, and I hope you guys have an awesome podcast with the Monster Cast. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross App Fightful here. You're watching the Monster Cast with Jack and Ryan. A big shout out to those fellas. Good people. Check them out. Your host of the Monster Cast, the Straight Edge Monster Jack and Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monster Cast. I am your host, Jack, the Straight Edge Monster. That's Ryan. We got a nice show for you today. I'm rocking the Great Muda shirt today. I think I wore this a few weeks ago, but uh, had to wear it again because he's officially a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, or will be. Uh, he will be going in alongside Rey Mysterio. So. I didn't have a separate thing for that because we've already said that obviously he should be in the Hall of Fame. So I don't need to go over that uh, story again, uh, even though there was a lot of people that were saying that or saying that he shouldn't be. But oh, my goodness. Well, no, I won't say a lot of people. A lot of people aren't saying it. Uh, just, you know, the few well, not smart ones out there. He did never wrestle there. OK. <laughs> point invalid. Yeah. Uh, that's, right. that's, that's their point. Here we go. Hot tag topics. We got a lot to get to, sort of. So we got hot tag topics today. We got Usi or not Usi is back this week. Got Monster Quiz and, of course, Mark that tweet. So let's get into it with the first topic. Here we go. Kenny Omega versus El Hijo <laughs> del Vikino is going to happen on Dynamite coming up on Wednesday night. It's billed as a dream match by Tony Khan and many AEW fans, and not as a dream match by Raj and many other uh, anti-AEW fans. So the reason I'm bringing this up is obviously because of that alone. Um, let's discuss what constitutes as a dream match, and is this one of those matches? Is this, when you when you saw this, because you you went out of the way to message me about it, Right? So you have to be excited for the match, but do you, Ryan, personally consider this? When you saw this pop up on the graphic, on your TV screen, did you consider this to be a dream match for you personally? For me personally, um, only because they were already supposed to have it and it didn't happen. Um, that added some of that for me. I was like, oh, cool, like, it's finally happening. I've been, I've been waiting for this one, which I think is what you would the same classification or same description that you would give of a dream match, right? It's like, I've wanted to see this for a long time. It's never happened before, and now it finally is. I think that's the only qualifications, really. Um, anytime you have two top guys from two completely different companies going in a match against each other, I think it's fair to call it a dream match. Uh, would I say that it, like, if I had to name like 10 dream matches off the top of my head, would, would this one have probably come up? Not really, probably not. But I don't think it's like in any way weird or unfair to call it a dream match. No, especially with it having already supposed to have happened and then never did, and then getting delayed for like a year and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't know why people are being so fucking weird about it. My my main issue with everything, and I literally just retweeted uh, Will Washington of Grapsity not that long ago because he was talking about it, and I will bring this up. 
he uh, said, okay, I'm genuinely curious. Let's say you, person reading this tweet, are a booker of a TV wrestling show. So in this case, Tony Khan, right? Vikino mm. has just been made available for exactly one date of TV. That date is in less than a week, and it was secured after your last TV date. What do you do? Do you book this match, or do you not book this match? And somebody said it's a, it's a trick question. He was like, nah, it's not a trick question What's at all. That? I actually went and confirmed all of those details before I asked the question. So this is exactly what happened with Tony Khan. So before, remember, it got pushed back, right? So it was scheduled mm -hmm. before, like you said. It got postponed. Now he's got this one date available to make this Kenny Omega versus Vikino match happen. And he pulled the trigger on it and said, book it, and it's a dream match. So what is this con like this discourse? This this is what I had the issue with, and this is what I tweeted out. My main issue with this whole I need build for a dream match discourse bullshit, right? Dream matches don't require fucking builds in 95% of them. Alright? They're not called dream storylines. They're not. They're called dream fucking matches. So I don't know why this was ever really a conversation to begin with. But yeah, of course you book him. 100% you fucking book this dude. You have one date. Yes. Do you put him against Kitty Omega? Do you put him against Phoenix? Do you put him against Penta? You know, that's debatable in its own right because he's got a lot of matchups that he could go against. Um, Dante Martin would be a fucking insane match to watch. But yes, if you got Kenny Omega, who just lost the trio's titles, and he has nothing to really do right now, right? And Phoenix just came off the loss with, with Hobbs on Rampage. So, yes, why wouldn't you book him against Kenny Omega if you're given one chance here? Um, the, the question that I would ask to people who complain about booking without a story because of, like, in doing as a dream match or whatever, is if you had one night to book Okada, and you said, well, fuck, only, Omega's not available, so we can't do anything with the real story. We've got Danielson, and they booked Danielson versus Okada. Would anybody fucking complain? It's the same Pretty thing. Pretty much the like, entire Forbidden Door pay-per-view, uh, right? Yes. The entire, pay the entire concept of Forbidden Door as a pay-per-view is here's a bunch of dream matches that we're going to do a little bit of build two for some of them so they make a little bit more sense with people's characters like Zack Sabre Jr. or whoever. But otherwise, it's just because they're cool fucking matches. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how many fucking people that are saying that I need build-up were the same people that were fantasy booking Impact versus uh, AEW wrestlers when <laughs> when that story had broke that they you know, they would, could they be doing a cross story to book it. They would tell a story. No, they they can't. They only got one show. What are you talking about? <laughs> you still got to run your own promotion, dude. Like, <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Shows. This know, is so, so dumb. Vikingo is not a member of AEW. Why would they pump in a ton of fucking effort on a long, drawn-out story for a match with Vikino so he can go back to his fucking home promotion or back on the indies, and then you're going to complain about, hey, you didn't give your AEW homegrown talent TV time and you took it away because you wanted to book Vikino in a long-ass storyline. That's the same people that would say that exact same shit. You can't the have it both ways. The storyline is already built in anyway. The storyline is... Kenny Omega was supposed to go defend the, the Mega Championship against Vikingo. And this was during the part of the Belt Collector run where he was kind of losing everything so he could take his time off. But he realized, like, I'm too fucked up to ha even have this match. Like, I'm still, I'm too injured. Um, I need to just go and get the surgeries and everything. So he never had the match. And that was supposed to be, like, Vikingo's crowning moment was his match against Kenny Omega and taking that belt in AAA. Um, it was kind of like, it was supposed to be kind of like the Wardlow MJF thing that we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. When MJF right. was rumored not to show up, you're like, well, Dan, how are you going to do Wardlow like that? 
Kinda, yeah. Um, Vikingo's a really, really big name over there, and it was supposed to be like his his crowning moment. It was supposed to be his like Wrestle Kingdom win is is what it was supposed to be, um, and it never happened. So the built-in story is, hey, you fucking ducked me. You were able to wrestle all these other matches, but you couldn't come wrestle me, and then you had to leave all of a sudden and forfeit it instead of coming and fucking wrestle me. So now you're going to come wrestle me. Like, that's the story. You don't need any more fucking story than the real-life stuff that's already behind it. But would you agree that you don't need a storyline on dream matches, like, in general? No, that's what I was saying with the Danielson Okada thing. If anybody booked Danielson Okada right now, do you think you'd still have these, why isn't there a story? No. The story is a cool fucking match. The only reason you don't see it that way with this is because you don't know anything about Vikingo and you might have heard of Okada. Yeah, I mean, accurate. Like, uh, when Forbidden Door was rumored it was going to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Danielson. Yeah. Right. What w- was the storyline besides that they're both insane number one and number two technical wrestlers? Like, Or even do it with WWE. Instead of Vikingo, say fucking Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns was suddenly free for a night and they were able to book him... For whatever reason, whatever contract fucking reality fantasy land this is, if they were able to do that and they called it a dream match, you think the same people would be like, well, there's no story to Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. No, it's stupid. It's just, it's literally just they don't know who it is. Couldn't I say that pretty much like the first, okay, so CM Punk comes into AEW, right? And everybody's all fucking hyped up. Besides, uh, besides the little Darby Allen throw together pay-per-view or thing where to hype the pay-per-view because, you know, it was in like a week or two. Um, mm-hmm. That didn't have a storyline, right? The fucking, yeah. the five consecutive matches afterwards where he was going against Hobbs and yeah. Starks. Well, and, Hobbs, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And Bobby Fish and all these people, those weren't storylines, but you wanted to see him because CM Punk was finally back and you just wanted to see him. So if you were a fan going to that show and you got a chance to fucking finally see CM Punk after seven years, you were just going based off of that. There's no storylines behind that. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand me is, this, is like, Punk versus literally Punk. trying to crank out as many fucking uh, dream matches with Danielson and CM Punk as you can, and the same thing here. Kenny Omega is not going to be wrestling forever, right? So yeah. if you're going to be able to have this on your show, why the fuck wouldn't you? For just, for just the potential future streaming uh, service alone... So that you can go back and watch this match. So that you can have this in the in the library. Like, what? Yeah. There is no storylines to 95% of fucking dream matches. None. I think the yeah. dream match that got the most storyline was probably Rock and Hogan. Okay. Other than Rock that, nothing. Um, or, yeah, probably Rock and Hogan. You're right. Um, I, like I said, I think that the narrative around this would be completely different if it wasn't Vikingo and it was somebody else that was a big name in a promotion that these people were familiar with. You put Roman Reigns in that same spot, nobody would complain. But that's because they don't understand that he's of similar status Triple AAA. So, it's, it's just people not knowing who the fuck he is. Yeah, and then you got people like Raj on Twitter is, still doesn't understand how to use Google, I guess, and uh, YouTube. Who is Vikingo? <laughs> you know what I like? Is that... I don't understand the 10-minute video package thing man it's so annoying to yeah. me like come on dude you know I what, grew you know up, what I like? macho manny's back what's up bro hey what's up buddy uh the the thing i don't understand the most about raj and it's it sucks too because i feel like deep down he's a nice dude like if i met him in real life he would be a nice dude but his takes are just absolutely fucking awful just yeah. awful shit he says 
makes no sense. As a former wrestling journalist and somebody that ran Wrestling Inc., oh my god, what an idiot, right? Yeah. I, can't, I, I mean, like, what the fuck? It's very, um, it's very strange to me that somebody that does this for a living would have these kind of complaints. Like, I don't, um, the, the example that I just made where it's like, if you put Roman Reigns in that spot instead of Ikingo, nobody else is going to have a, an issue. He should be able to do that in his own head, you know, and understand that this guy is a big deal in another major promotion, even if he doesn't keep up with that promotion. Um, it, it's, it's weird to me that he do that on his own, without having a handheld through by people like Will Washington, whoever else, like, it's, it's like he is, it's almost like he's engagement farming at a certain point. It's like you, you're, you're outrage baiting. You want people to bitch. But is he though? Because he keeps deleting the tweet. So part of him has to believe what he's saying enough to tweet it to begin with. And then when he gets started getting the backlash, you would think that, Hey, this is what I wanted if I was doing it for, uh, engagement farming. But then he deletes a tweet. Like the tweet that I quote tweeted is no longer available. The one where he was talking shit. Right. So then maybe I quote tweeted. Maybe I said, he realized he's stupid. That's fine. Maybe. Good for him. I guess it's if enough wrestlers call him out on it, he'll fucking finally de delete it, like QT Marshall. But he had said something about the Vikingo thing or whatever. I said that's what AEW is. They're not WWE. They never claimed to be. They never said they wanted to be. The entire reason AEW even exists is because they literally want to be the opposite of how WWE does things. This take makes zero sense. So if you want to know who he is, look it up. Like this is how AEW's ran from the beginning. I don't understand this notion of. Uh, this person needs uh, six weeks worth of fucking vignettes, then we do nothing with them. Why aren't we fucking complaining about that from WWE? How many people had fucking vignettes for three months and then they don't fucking do anything with them and probably don't even have a fucking match most of the time, right? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Let's go complain about that. Instead of wasting my fucking yep. time with this shit where a guy that's actually going to have a match on TV, instead of let's talk about somebody that's taking time away from other fucking wrestlers and then literally never has a match in your fucking promotion. That's fucking stupid. But hey, I'm already telling, I'm only telling you what you already know. <laughs> you remember those vignettes? Fucking yeah. Sean O'Hare back in like 2003. Dude, I love Sean O'Hare too. I mean, he actually had some matches, but I mean, that's that gimmick was pretty cool actually. But yes, I mean, and they never did shit with it. And, despite and only, how many months of vignettes, I don't have a problem with the vignettes. The amount of vignettes, yes, before they before he <laughs> debuted was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, we got we understand your uh, character, dude. We understood it after two. Just come on in, do what the fuck you got to do. The Wayland Mercy the gimmick that had fucking a million fucking weeks of his shit. You have uh, Mordecai shit that took forever. You had the dude that was supposed to go against The Undertaker and then never fucking had a match. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what the hell are we doing over in WWE? Do you really want vignettes? I don't. So that you can complain about how much time that's taken away from women's matches? You assholes. Hmm. <laughs> You remember, um, says, I will never understand why people compare AEW and WWE. WWE is for fans who follow the draw uh, of entertainment, and AEW is more for the traditional hardcore fan. See, that's the thing, and I agree with that 100%. But the problem is, is that those WWE fans, they watch AEW because there's not WWE on, and then they try to turn AEW into WWE, or they want AEW to be more like WWE, which makes no sense. Just go watch WWE. I don't understand it either, why they're trying to compare it, or why they're trying to say that AEW needs to do stuff a certain way to WWE when it's never been like that. It's never been presented like that. It's never been said that they want to be that. So just let it be its own fucking thing. It's it's so dumb. Just wait till Monday and Friday and watch your shit and shut the fuck up. 
It's like Sorry, a, I knew, a I, knew I was gonna go off today. I knew I was gonna go fucking off today, dude. Don't forget Tuesday. We got NXT level Sit up. Under the learning tree, bitches. Sit on under Tuesday. that learning tree from Shawn Michaels, baby. Um, my way you can catch that video on our YouTube. I spent a lot of time on that uh, on that thumbnail, and I'm very I'm very proud of myself for that thumbnail. Very good. But anyway, we gotta move on though. But I just wanted to, and it's a dream match for me too, by the way. Just uh, so everybody knows, like I'm I'm literally probably watching this as soon as I get to work uh, because of this match. Like, let's be real. Like, I want to see yep. this shit. Also, I'll be watching it live because I have a I have a real schedule, so uh, I'll be watching it live. <laughs> Yeah, I got a real schedule too. It's real <laughs> fucked up. Uh, all right, let's go to the next topic, dude. Here we go. All right, all right. Let, we got to talk about these new showcase matches for WrestleMania, bro. Are you hyped for this? I'm not. No, because there's no story. There's literally the, no story. Where's the really vignette? Oh, 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 let's go. Let's let's talk to Macho Mania right quick. Uh, I really want to ask y'all, what do you guys think as MJF as a leading champ? I was watching his post pay per view conference. And that was so good. We actually mentioned, we saw you ask this before, but I guess you had left already because we answered this. And I thought yeah. the post press, I mean, well, he was in there for a little bit because we were talking about the fan that got the drink thrown on him or whatever. But I think he's a great champ. I think he's great. I think, especially if he's going to have the title for a while, which seems to be the way they're going to go after he beat Danielson. Why wouldn't you hold it for a while after you beat the best uh, wrestler that you have, uh, quote unquote, right? So there's really no reason uh, for him to not be champion for a while now. I don't think it would make a lot of sense. Uh, so I think he's going to have a lengthy run, as most heel champions do. If you look at Kenny Omega's run when he was champ and as a heel, he had a long run. Ric Flair had multiple long runs. That's the thing about the Ric Flair. The Ric Flair-Charlotte thing, right? Everybody makes a comparison. Well, Charlotte has the shortest reigns of all time, whereas Ric Flair actually had long-as-fuck reigns. Then the babyface would get it for two, three months tops, and then he would get it back and do another long reign. So, um, like the chase. That, that's the, have, I yeah. love I love long heel reigns because whenever the babyface finally goes over, it is a huge fucking deal. Yeah, and but, I mean, I mean if, I'd be dumb not to mention Roman, obviously. Yes, too. Roman, Brock Lesnar had it for a very long time. CM Punk had a really long World Championship reign in uh, WWE as well. Um, so yeah, and they were heels at, at the time as well. Well, actually, CM Punk was faced by the end of it, but he was he started out as a heel. I think the the thing with MJF as champion that people tend to complain about is that he he's not active um, between pay-per-views. So you get a lot of um, complaints about the belt being kind of held up in the same way that it used to be held up when Lesnar held it in WWE, where you would only see him every once in a while actual wrestling. Actually wrestling. Sometimes he wouldn't even wrestle at the minor pay-per-views. He would only wrestle at like the four major ones. But the difference is that MJF is always doing some story build in the middle where Lesnar, for the longest time, until recently, because he seems to be like actually having fun with it lately and stuff. But before, when he was just straight up like, I'm just here for the fucking money. I don't really care about it. Like, I like it. I like Vince. It's easy for me, whatever. But I don't really give a shit about it. When he was in that mentality, he legit wasn't even doing story and build like week to week, uh, month to month, anything like that. It was legit like for the two or three shows before the big pay-per-view. And that's what people complain about. And I see a lot of people making that same comparison, like, oh, well, you you cared so much when Lesnar was doing it, but you don't care when MJF isn't wrestling. So, yeah, he's not wrestling, but he's having really good segments all the time. Here's and the he's thing. still building toward I'll everything. Add, I'll add on to your point. I'll add on to your point, yeah. because uh, if even if you break it down, yeah, MJF only wrestles four pay-per-views a year, but guess what? Guess how many pay-per-views they have? 
Yeah, he wrestles 100% of their 100% of their pay-per-views he wrestles, not 33% (laughs) of their pay-per-views. Yeah, no, like for real, like that's that's the thing. And like he said, it's not the two or three shows before the build to to talk the people in. He's literally on TV on Dynamite every week, so it's completely different. Lesnar, I can't take seriously as a babyface. Those promos are so bad and they're very non-intimidating. Since his voice oh. is not deep, yeah. Dude, every time his uh, voice cracks, funny. dude, I'd fucking I still die. T- I'd still take him as a, I still take him seriously as a badass or whatever. I think it's funny because I'm I guess I'm kind of used to it now. I do remember the very first time we ever heard Lesnar talk when he was literally like 2002, and he tried to talk, <laughs> and he sounded like Simba trying to be a. <laughs> he tried, he sounded like Simba lot. trying to be Mufasa. Yeah, it was bad, dude. Yeah. Like this, uh, oh, that was bad. Yeah, so, it was funny back then, but like I I take him seriously as a as a yeah. baby face right now. Um, I guess it depends really more on who he's going against and if I want to see him kick their ass. Uh, but I like Lesnar a lot, but it is, I do every time he starts to cut a promo, I wait for his voice to crack. Cause it happens a lot. I don't know what it is, but it just does. Cause it gets too fucking hyped and he, he's not ready. He's not, he's not prepared himself. And he just goes out there and tries to raw dog his fucking voice. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? dude? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with MJF being champion. I think it's awesome. Uh, and we're actually going to talk about MJF in a minute. But we got to talk about this terrible idea of this wrestling showcase matches, right? So there was one cool thing mm-hmm. that was announced. And that's fucking Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew at yeah. WrestleMania for the IC title is going to probably be the best match of both nights, I think. I think that'll be the... If, if there was one match to get five-star rating coming out of that, it'll be that match. I think that match is going to be insane. Yeah, but um, I don't think they give it to Drew or to Sheamus, so it's going to be they're working together for a while. They end up wrestling each other, and Gunther takes advantage. Or uh, I'm not worried Ludwig about that right now. In, whatever, like, show, but that don't mean it's not going to be a five-star I, match. Uh, yeah. but let's talk about these showcase matches. And I only brought these up because, one, like you said, no storylines to either one. It's just four random-ass tag teams that are fighting for nothing. And then, mm-hmm. because we already know that the women's tag titles are being not defended because they're in a six-man or a six-woman tag match, and then the men's ones are going to be fucking KO and Sammy versus the Usos. So these are pointless matches, and I feel like it's funny because I want to say just a few weeks ago there was a report saying that Triple H wasn't going to have everybody on the fucking card because he didn't want two long-ass cards and not everybody deserved to be on WrestleMania and not everybody needed to fucking be crammed into this on, on, these, on this big show just because it's WrestleMania, and yet here we are 16 people going to be thrown in here with nothing fucking behind them to push them into a storyline that makes any sense whatsoever. There's nothing to gain coming out of it whatsoever. And yet here we are with 16 people being crammed into the fucking show. I don't like either of these two matches. Mm. Yeah. Um, Does this not scream Vince McMahon is in charge again? Yeah, I was, I was actually just about to get to that. It doesn't seem like... Because right, like you said, you said Triple H has already said, like, I don't really want to do XYZ, but now XYZ is suddenly happening. And it makes you think, well, is it not him that's making that choice then? Because he's literally already said, I don't want to do that. And now it is weird. Um, it I mean, does make me think the same that... guy that they were try- they tried to put him against Gunther after he didn't want to do Bray Wyatt. And then they try to say Gunther wasn't ready. Gunther's been wrestling for 18 fucking years. Omos has been wrestling for 18 months. How the fuck is Gunther not ready for Brock Lesnar, but Omos is? You mean Omos just doesn't have a problem doing the fucking job for Brock Lesnar is what you meant. Let's be real. There's no way you can sit there and tell me that Gunther is not ready to go against Brock Lesnar at fucking WrestleMania. Um, Omos is taller, though. Man, I swear to God. All right, get to the showcase matches before I slot the shit out of you. 
what what about them? There's only one to talk about. No, there's two. It's this one, and then there's a male one too. Oh, uh, what's the male one? They don't have anybody, but the rumor is Street Profits. Um, well, that's what I mean. I mean, like, there's not there's nothing to talk about. We don't even I, know who's well, in most. There's of them. not gonna be talk, anything to talk about. They announced eight teams. I don't care. That's wait, what is wait, the point of these two matches? Dude, it's fucking dumb. It's a waste of time. Yes, I agree. But why Nobody's... do they exist? <laughs> To give them paychecks. I don't mind if, look, if it's to give them money to, to get that WrestleMania paycheck, great. I'm all for it. But from a wrestling fan point of view, no, I don't give a shit about these matches. Why did we go from, hey, you had to earn your spot on WrestleMania because it was the biggest paycheck of the year to now everybody gets the paycheck for just existing? I don't know, but I'm fine with people getting a paycheck for existing. I think I'm that's cool with okay. getting people getting paid too, but yeah. that's not the point. You can cram everybody on fucking Royal Rumble, as you do, obviously, with two Royal Rumble matches. You can cram everybody (laughs) on Survivor Series. You can cram everybody on motherfucking Elimination Chamber. You can cram everybody on every other fucking pay-per-view that you want to. But to cram them on WrestleMania, when WrestleMania is supposed to be the biggest card as far as uh, storylines going into it, and then you throw shit out there like the Andre the Memorial Giant Battle Royal bullshit that never amounted to anything for anyone, and then stuff like this, it doesn't make any sense. So, I maybe some people like being able to say that they wrestled at WrestleMania. Okay. So and then when somebody that. says, "Oh yeah, what match?" and then you said, "Oh yeah, the WrestleMania <laughs> showcase, WrestleMania showcase, four way tag team match," which I lost, by the way. <laughs> that that hey, makes no sense. Two of them will not have to say that. Okay. They no, the other two get to which, say nothing came out of it. Which one, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> All right, anyway, let's move on. Uh, let me clear the screen because this is a PNG file right here. Let's talk about this. This is, uh, this is apparently the last mess, quote-unquote, that Triple H has to fix. And he says he will have it remedied by SummerSlam 2023 or at SummerSlam 2023. And that is the splitting of the titles once again so that Raw and SmackDown can have their own champions. Uh, don't know how he's going to plan on doing this. But that's the that's the game plan right now, according to reports. So Vince, one of his last things that he did was put both titles on Roman and then said that he had no plan going forward. He just wanted both titles on Roman. But no plan afterwards. Yeah, then Vince resigns or whatever, steps down or whatever, and Triple H gets handed this bullshit with WrestleMania around the corner and has nowhere to fit in, hey, Roman needs to drop one of these titles, so obviously this is the only chance he has to drop the titles is against Cody. And then Cody somewhere along the line is going to have to either give up one of the titles or lose one of the titles or fight two times on one night, lose once, and win the other. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. But apparently this is the last um, quote-unquote mess that Triple H needs to fix from Vince. I don't know how he's going to do it since Vince seems to be back. Uh, but what do, you, what do you think they should do with the two titles after WrestleMania? Um... It does give Cody an out to be able to lose and still have a championship reign if they split them back up and just have him lose one title and have somebody go for one title or whatever. He can establish that. He can say, you know, I'll defend one title at a time and I'll wrestle on both shows. And they can tell the story that he wears himself thin from doing too much and somebody at some pay-per-view eventually gets one off of him and then he has like a normal reign for the rest of however long they give him the other one. I think that's fine. Um Probably what they should have done with the IWGP stuff before they merged them. They wanted Ibushi to have the world title, but he was already the Intercontinental Champion. And instead of just leaving them separate, 
they're just like, yeah, you know what? We're going to merge it. We're going to make the title super fucking ugly. You can have both at the same time. Um, it, it's just... Um, you could tell what they were doing with the booking, then merging them didn't make any sense. So same thing here. I'm not actually... I don't think I really want them merged. Uh, I think having two world champions has worked out pretty well as far as having some versatility in their booking, especially over two different brands with completely... Well, used to be completely separate rosters. Um and gives more people at the top more to wrestle for. So, yeah, I would just tell the story that Cody gets both. He starts defending them singularly per brand and then eventually runs himself thin and loses one and then has a normal run. So basically the, the exact same storyline he had as the TNT champion. Um, Kind of, yeah. All right, so here's the other thing um, I was going to mention. <laughs> Is I think it's hilarious that and I do too. I think they should be split up as well because your roster is so big. But I think it's hilarious that we get, and I won't say we. I don't, I'm not. I don't work for AEW. I don't know why I keep saying we. I just love AEW. So like that's the that's the company it's I root fucking, for. That's the company I'm watching. Fanboy thinks he works there <laughs> religiously and stuff like that. I watch it week to week, whatever. All the shows. All right, but I will say that the thing I I dislike from this is the fact that everybody's okay, and they should be. Everybody's okay with the titles being split up to two different shows. But as soon as AEW introduces a new title, all hell fucking breaks loose. You've got too many titles. These motherfuckers have two world titles, dude. Two. And everybody's cool with it. But as soon as they introduce the AEW All-Atlantic, now the AEW International title, oh, you've got too many titles. Oh, you can't have women's titles. We've got two sets of fucking women's title tag tag team titles over here, and we don't use either one of them. The problem is that they look at Raw and SmackDown like normal people look at AEW and Ring of Honor. So they actually, like, a lot of these people legitimately think of these two as completely separate brands. They're not. We know they're not. But in their brains, it's fine to have this many titles because it's technically three different shows between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Um, yeah, but even 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 that aside, the AEW still has a decent amount of titles, and I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, I, I I said on the show last week that I think they should have AEW Women's Tag Team titles because it would make sense for when they have all these AEW Women's Tag Team matches, something for them to go after. That was literally my whole selling point, and I believe that's the only selling point I need to have a division. If you have those matches types, then you should have a title for that match, uh, yeah, or for that division. So. But you know what's going to happen as soon as they introduce AEW Women's Tag Titles? They counted the fucking Owen Hart titles as titles, dude. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Now, that part, I I agree with you. That's dumb as fuck. It's cool as shit. Like, why wouldn't you want that title? So are we counting the fucking Saudi Arabia title from Braun Strowman? If we're going to count those? As a WWE fan that talks shit, right? We should. Yeah, we should. (laughs) We should. Yeah, it's, it's very annoying to me. I, that's the only thing I got to say about that. I'm I'm killing everybody today. I don't care, dude. Like, everybody's going down today on this show. But yes, I'm fully on board with the two separate title things. I think they should have two separate titles. I've always said that um, ever since they did the draft. If you're not going to do the draft anymore and not have two, two split rosters, then we have one champ. That's fine with me. But if you're going to continue to have two split rosters, I'm cool with you having two world champions. And um, that's for travel reasons for the champ. Also... That helps them out, so they're not fucking killing themselves because they do still wrestle in different cities and stuff. They try to keep them a little bit closer now, but I remember a time when SmackDown and Raw were in two different fucking states. They weren't even close to each other. Um, But yeah, 
the AEW thing, like, and you and AEW can't go split up their huge roster that you complain about because then, goddamn, we'll be copying WWE, right? You can't do that. Can't oh. fucking do that. Even though we keep records and shit, and it would make more sense for them to split their roster to be like a Western Conference and Eastern Conference over there. We keep records. We keep rankings. Well, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Dynamite and Rampage would be two stupid names for wrestling brands, but if you think about it, so is SmackDown. <laughs> so like, it's not good wrestling brand name um yeah uh i'm i'm fine with them splitting it i'm fine with the amount of titles everybody has i like that it gives everybody something to do um the saturation in aew only comes in if you count ring of honor stuff in with it which i don't now that they've got a lot more separation with the watch roh stuff and um their own streaming service and everything so let's get to macho manny's comments right quick because while we're on the subject of the of the double world champion here is that I kind of feel after the Cody promo on raw, which by the way, same promo as every other promo. Uh, My God. He, uh, they are trying to sell us too hard on Cody winning. And now you feel like Roman might retain at mania. Now that's what they want yeah. you to do, bro. That's what they want you to feel. They are trying to trap. control you. Don't let them. Cody's don't winning at WrestleMania. Don't fall for the brainwashing. Don't Look, fall for it. Don't fall for the reverse psychology, bro. No, they're pushing him like Lex Luger. They're going to have him win the title. He's the new, he's the new uh, Lex Express, I promise you. They set the precedent so much that they're so fucking stupid at booking the most obvious thing that now what they're doing is they're pushing it as the most obvious thing to make you think, like, oh, shit, are they going to do the stupid thing again? But I really, really, really doubt that Cody came back, signed whatever, left AEW to come do this, and didn't have an agreement in his contract. I want to win at WrestleMania. I want to win the titles. At Not only that, but got hurt and showed up at, at the Royal Rumble at the perfect time at 30 to win to go to WrestleMania to finish the story that we're all done talking about. <laughs> that I'm I'm done with the story. I don't want Is chapter two. Or I don't He's want book two. I don't want the sequel. Get the story done and written so you can come out with your book, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you're going to come out with a book yeah. and sell that. Not a children's book like before, which I have. It's actually pretty good. Got it in a pro wrestling crate box. But anyway, get your book, your autobiography up to this point in your career after you win the title. Make money off of that. And then let's just move forward. It's done. We can move on. Because I swear to God, if he doesn't win at WrestleMania, you think you're tired of Cody now? You Just wait. Just at least there's a slimmer of hope that he changes characters after he wins the title. But I swear to God, if he doesn't win it, it's going to be the same shit over and over. And I like Cody. I like Cody. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I do. I want him to win at WrestleMania, partly because I really like him, partly because I really don't want to hear that goddamn promo anymore. I like him too. It's just, uh, yeah, you get tired of it's. It is the same thing. You want the story to just be done, so they move on to something else. Also, I want the Samoans, the whole fucking family, to try to interfere in the match, so that like they all come out with Roman Reigns, Rikishi's in there with him, and then for Cody's entrance, he comes down in a helicopter. He comes down, body slams Rikishi, right in the middle of the ring. Perfect, just yeah, great yeah, callbacks set, all set around. Up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that ties in good with the bloodline too. Yeah, that's great shit. What are you talking about? That's great. Got it. Well, got the Cody Express, it's, a little, baby. it's a little early to do it now. You'd have to do it if if he lost. If he lost, if he loses at WrestleMania, we can do it on what Independence Day on July Fourth. We can do it. Hell yeah! Uh, at Fort Bragg or some tassels. shit. I need some arm tassels. I want to see him doing a torture rack. I need him to have his own bus. <laughs> oh my god! If he does a torture rack on Roman at WrestleMania. I'm gonna fucking pop so hard, dude. Uh, it's gonna be so good. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, the only thing that could make that better, honestly, is if uh, he loses to Roman on night one, and then night two, Natalia beats him so that she what? can become world champion, just like Brett did to Lex. <laughs> oh. Why the fuck? I was, I was no, like, where the fuck are you going with Natalia? Uh, come on, man. That makes perfect sense. That's the only yeah. thing I got. That's the only, that's the only bridge. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's uh, move on. Paxton Kid makes a return. That'd, that'd be better. Um, All right, next up. All right. Next up. Let's talk about what Macho Manny was discussing in chat earlier. MJF, I want to know from you. Because the thought went through my head. I've watched this segment three times already. Not necessarily by myself, but I showed it. I watched it, and then we showed it to Veli Nash, who came over for his first AEW pay-per-view. And then uh, I showed it to Christina as well. Watched it three times. Is this the best AEW TV opening segment of all time? No. You don't think so? No. What, what's the best no. opening TV segment in AEW history? When fucking CM Punk came back. Oh, oh shit, I forgot that was the opening segment. I, I, I wasn't thinking about Rampage, honestly. <laughs> I wasn't. Good answer! I, I don't like CM Punk. Good answer. Hold on. Yeah. Jesus, the second best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't believe the punk mark forgot that was the opening okay, segment for Rampage. Was it the second best TV opening <laughs> segment of all time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was my original question. I, I read it wrong. I, bet, I, I read bet. it wrong. Yep. Um, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me think. Um, it's certainly one of the, the more memorable, but I, it's also because it just happened so there's that recency bias to it too i'm having a hard time thinking of one off the top of my head aside from the punk one that uh that fits the same way um I mean, it's not very often that they even start out with a 20 minute segment they usually start with a match right so yeah this i i've really got attitude era vibes from this because it doesn't happen every show and it wasn't the same fucking formula every time it was the four pillars it was a fresh matchup it it went from a an angle to a promo with the obviously with the MJF bar mitzvah stuff and then into a promo with all four of them interrupting. I was really hyped when Guevara came out because I knew all four of them were gonna come out. I knew Darby was coming out after, yep. right? Because Jungle Boy came out first and was like, okay, I, I'm cool with that. Let's see what happens. Then when Guevara came out, which was the one that we didn't know if he was gonna be involved in it or not because of the other shit that he had to do later on the night, uh from the previous week, when we saw the two vignettes from Jungle Boy and Darby to hype up the storyline, uh, and then they come out, and it's and I was like, we were fully expecting Darby. I thought it'd been cooler if Darby would have came out second than Guevara, but I understand why they saved Darby for last because he was the babyface, obviously the ultimate. Well, babyface. they would just they boo Guevara if he comes out. Yeah, yeah, they so had to. Yeah, 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 they would have booed if Guevara came out. Yeah, I agree. But once Guevara came out, I got hyped as fuck because I was like, oh shit, it's the Four Pillars, dude. Oh my god, this is this is what everybody was talking about. This they're actually gonna do it. This is cool as fuck. The problem I have with this is how are they going to make this last until Double or Nothing if that's their intended plan? Because that's not till May 27th or 28th. Are they going to do this on a Dynamite? Or are they going to wait till Double or Nothing? They could do it on a Dynamite. That's okay. Because yeah, they've got... What's their special shows in between? I'm sure they've got a couple, right? Well, St. Patrick's Day Slam is already over. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know what's the what's their little holiday thing they like to do. I don't know. 
They have a lot more during the end of the year than they do. Do they have an Easter one? Do they? I don't think they have an Easter one. Baskets of blood. I don't fucking know. Um, (laughs) I don't know either, but I I want to see this on Double or Nothing, though. That's what I want to see. I just don't know if I want to wait that long. All right. Halloween episode. Unless they got a huge thing like CM Punk coming back against MJF or Double or Nothing, this makes no sense to do on a dynamite to me. Spider Fest isn't until July. Beach Break, they already did, right? What about Fight for the Fallen? Yeah, Beach Break is usually in February. Fight for the Fight for the Fallen is also in July. Okay, so yeah, those are both too late. The Crossroads, St. Patrick's Day Slam. They did Blood and Guts before. Um, they did Blood and Guts on May fifth. That's still basically like right at it. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have any other... Okay, so, I mean... <sighs> they did a wild card Wednesday, but that was during the Owen Hart tournament, so... Yeah, you know, this, I, this, they you know what would be really cool? If they did Battle of the Belt 6 or whatever the hell, and this was the only match. <laughs> it's an hour-long <laughs> four-way match. Yeah, because yeah, they'd always do it after the Rampage. I really wish they, uh, that would be closer to Ch- Clash of the Champions than what it is, honestly. No, nah, because then people would just be like, they'd be like, you didn't give the women any time, so you give these four men a <laughs> well, Jungle Boy's mom and sister will be out there at ringside. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> so, as far as the segment, though, like, I I understand why people are saying it was good, and that it was like don't be that guy on this home. show. Are you about to fucking downplay how good this segment was? Yeah. All four of them delivered on the mic, I dude. Uh, I don't Come know. on. The, the st- some of the stuff they were saying didn't land with me. Um, dude, Darby yeah, shit didn't was, really. I thought it was three of their best promos. I thought Jungle Boys was. I thought I really liked Jungle Boys. I thought Sammy's was kind of weak, and I thought Darby's was kind of weak. I thought MJF did a great job. I thought Darby it, was that, fucking awesome. The Darby shit did. It didn't hit with me. I don't know what it was. It was just like he's like, oh, I'm better than everybody else because I don't complain and I just I just wrestled. Dude, I, I to, love Darby's, dude. I, I went love to art that school and then I dropped the out of art school to be a wrestler and now I'm a wrestler and now I'm gonna win the belt because I dropped out of art school and I'm like, bro. I love the Twitter okay. line. We complain about people. Com- we complain about wrestlers bitching online all the time. We did it with FTR when they were still in WWE and they kept talking about how they were unhappy, but then they would never make the fucking jump and they resigned the contract and they were like, well, if you resign this time, you really have nobody to blame. We have that video on our old uh, YouTube. I, there's a ton of people. There's Miro. There's Sammy. There's Andrade. There's a shit ton of people that go around either saying shit or liking shit that other people are saying. And uh, I love the way that Darby came off in that one. Love it. I didn't. It, it felt like the typical like I've paid my dues and you have it and you get everything easy. Well, he gets everything easier because he's a better fucking promo than you. He's in better shape than you. He's more interesting than you. He's a better wrestler than you. That's why he gets everything easy. So All watching right. Darby whoa, complain whoa, about whoa, that, whoa, I was whoa, just like, whoa, I don't whoa, fucking whoa, care. Whoa, 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 better wrestler than MJF, or or MJF is a better wrestler than Darby. Yes. Did you not watch their match together? Yeah. Come on, man. Do you think MJF isn't a better wrestler than Darby fucking Allen? Eh, I think it's a lot closer than you do, apparently, because you said it like it was not even a question. It's not even a question. Yeah, I think it could be a question. It's not even a fucking question. I think it'd be a question. Darby's good at falling off of stuff and selling that he's a small guy who gets really easily hurt, but that he powers through it. That's his whole fucking shtick. It doesn't make him a good wrestler. Like no, I agree that he's more interesting than Darby because no one knows really what Darby fucking still is besides the fucking fact that he's just a daredevil. 
He's the turtle guy, grown up, who likes skateboards and falling off the shit. He's boring as fuck to me. I don't like Darby Allen. I think his personality sucks. Every fucking out of character interview I've ever seen him in, he's the cringiest goddamn edgelord I've ever seen in my life. Well, I that's different. That's different. I'm talking global. about just Darby on TV. I'm not talking about his just, outside just shit. I don't like. I don't think Darby's a great. Either. I don't think Darby's a great person outside the ring either. I'm a, I'm 100 on board with you, but neither is Sammy Guevara. That's different. That's different. And the the reason is that Sammy Guevara doesn't try to turn him being like a piece of shit into something like edge lordy and cool. He's just like, yeah, I'm fucking annoying. I'm gonna be fucking annoying. I'm kind of an annoying guy. That's I I I accept that a thousand percent more easily than oh yeah, it's just like my dark personality. <laughs> like grow the fuck up, bro. I like a fucking fifteen year old goddamn goth kid. It's it I Darby Allen turns me off in every fucking way. I do not care about him and his I went to art school and the teacher said my art was bad. Okay, fucking Hitler. Uh <laughs> Like, I don't care about your past art school experience and why you dropped out uh, and then why you you ended up believing that you could go be a wrestler because you got told that your art was dog shit. It was, like, so stupid. I I did not care at all about Darby's promo. Everybody's like, oh, he said the line about Twitter. Hey, we got him. I thought he it was sure a fantastic line. It was a great line, and it was accurate. Listen. For every wrestler that complains on Twitter that he's he's subtweeting there, whether it's Eddie, whether that's fucking FTR Ball, whether that's Miro, whoever, I would rather see every fucking one of them ten times more on a match than I would ever want to see Darby Allen in a fucking match. So I don't care if they complain about not being used or not being utilized, because I would rather them be utilized than him. I don't think that I don't think that was the major point. The major point was he was enjoying his time in AEW and he doesn't need to go on Twitter and complain about it. If they want to go somewhere else, then he was fine with it, but just don't fucking complain it? about it. Why is he complaining about people complaining? Just because he's having a good time. The fucking promo. I thought the, I thought I'm all having, four of them had awesome promos. I'm having a good time being paired with like the most fucking overstar in the history of wrestling who never really worked for WWE, who happens to be here now. I'm having a great time. I bet you fucking are. I bet you are. Like, but there's other people that are paired with other people that complain all the time too. He acts like he's been giving, been given nothing, and just had to claw for everything. But as soon as Sting came in, like a year into the fucking promotion, he got saddled with Darby, and they've been together ever since. And he's he's just acting like he's so fucking like he's such an underdog clawing up from the bottom. They paired you with the hottest fucking act when he came in in Sting. It's just nonsense, dude. I don't care. I don't care about Darby Allen or his, his... He's trying to pretend that he's not whining by making fun of people who whine. I, I just... Uh, I, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Alright, so on. So you're not hyped for this match at all then? I am, but not because of their promos. I didn't think the segment was anything particularly great. I um, strongly disagree. I thought this segment was okay. fucking amazing. I thought it was a 10 out of 10 segment for the four guys because I because when I saw the three guys come out, my bar is low because I've seen them all have promos before. They're not great. Mm-hmm. MJF, obviously, A+. All the other ones, D, right? So they're not good on the mic. Even Sammy, not good on the mic. Yep. But when they all came out and they all three hit like they did on the same night at the same time, this wasn't a... John Cena, Roman Reigns moment where John, John Cena goes into the ring with Roman Reigns and Roman couldn't keep up. These guys kept up. Now, yes, MJF still was the best in the ring uh, on the mic. Yeah, I agree with that. But it wasn't that far of a fucking drop off either because they all three had like the segments or the promos of their lives up to this point. 
because they were using real life shit going into it, right? From their own ver- per- personal experiences against MJFs, whether you believe them to be uh, noteworthy or not to the conversation at hand, which is that they all want a title shot. But other than that, dude, I thought this segment was fucking A plus segment. And yes, besides the CM Punk segment, I th- do believe that this was the best opening TV segment in AEW history. Here's the other thing that bothered me, right? They're all, they've all got these grievances against MJF. And MJF calls them all out for having been paired with somebody, whether that's Sting, Jericho, Christian, whoever. And not one of them came back and said, motherfucker, you started your whole career here by attaching yourself at the hip to Cody. What the fuck are you talking about? That's the only reason that anybody ever even noticed you. Not well, one of them see, thought to say I that. Was, if I was Jungle Boy in that situation, I would have been like, dude, you don't have anybody because you stabbed everybody that you did have in the fucking back. You stabbed Stokely Hathaway in the back. You stabbed Jericho in the back. You stabbed Cody in the back. That's why you don't have anybody watching your back. You stabbed Regal in the back. What the fuck are you talking about? That wasn't even a good point from Jim MJF, honestly. And I can't believe, well, agree with you, that nobody came back at him on it. Yeah, there's, I don't know. It, it was fine. It was cool to see the four pillars in the ring and all that stuff. But beyond that, I didn't think it was anything like crazy. Uh, the reaction to it, I thought, was a little be, bit overblown. So I think this match has the potential to be really fucking good. I'm very hyped for it. I like I I'm was talking about earlier. Match. I just didn't think the segment. I was don't that good. know when this is going to take place. I think that also depends on whether or not a certain <clears throat> someone comes back or not for double or nothing. But yeah, I think this match is going to be awesome. I kind of don't want it to happen on TV because of fucking commercials. That's my main issue with it being yeah. on TV. Because even picture in picture, I'm not down with picture in picture. I I, I still. When I'm watching the show afterwards, I still fast forward the commercials because I don't want to see the commercials. Picture in picture does nothing for me. I can't stand it. All right. Yeah, Let's move on to our last topic. And we got to talk about this because my girl Taya Valkyrie is now a member of AW. And we were just talking about this shit last week. We wanted Taya. We wanted Lufisto. We wanted somebody really fucking good to come in. Not only did Taya come in, but she already signed, which is a huge plus here. Um, it seemed pretty quick, I, didn't it? I'm very, very shocked how everybody was so excited about her, and no one said anything about a 10 minute video package for her. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she came in. I'm surprised there was uh, who no... is she? Why is she doing Jade? By move? the way, I didn't see any Japanese fans complaining about fucking no 10 minute video package for fucking Mercedes Monet when she came in. They were all very knowledgeable in who that well, was. That's, that's because she's from WWE, so everybody knows who she is. Come on, man, don't start that shit. If one fucking person said that to me that was a WWE fan, I'd slap the WWE. fuck out of them. WWE is the big company. You don't need to do video packages when they come from WWE. Anyway, Ty Valkyrie, who I didn't love. Didn't need to do one for Dean Ambrose. Didn't need to do one for Dean Ambrose. Didn't need to do one anyway, for Chris Jericho. Anyway, yeah, and fucking Moxley's, Moxley's was on fucking Twitter and nobody had a problem with that. Moxley's was, who Moxley uh, is. That's Dean Ambrose to me, baby. <laughs> Any, all right. Shut your robot ass up and let me let me uh, talk about Ty right quick. Taya from Impact <laughs> I'm most familiar with her from her Lucha Underground work, honestly. Mm. But obviously, she's been in Impact a couple of times. She was in NXT as Frankie Monet, uh, where they fumbled the bag hard on her there. And then she was, of course, part of one of those fucking uh, Black Wednesday, Red Wednesday cuts with everybody, um, where they had him like two or three years in a row for budget cuts so that Vince McMahon could still sexually assault women. Um, But I'm very excited for Taya Valkyrie in AEW. I'm hyped. Christina. Hold on, stop. Allegedly, sexual. No, assault. not allegedly. 
It's not allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> it is alleged. Some of them might be allegedly, but not all of them are. He did it. <laughs> They're literally all alleged until there's a conviction. Dude, that's allegedly. how it works. Allegedly, my Alleged- ass. Allegedly, Vince. Vince Listen, touched me too. I'm, I'm protecting our our. Five interests. people are about to get fired tomorrow because Vince touched me as well. <laughs> Fucking Taya and no. right. Taya. I'm very hyped for her. Christina, however, not a huge fan of Taya. I did not know that, and she used to love Lucha Underground. I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's- Jealous. She's great. She's jealous. She's jealous. She Tell is great, dude. Fucking love Taya. And she can do the deathmatch shit, too. She can fucking, she'll bleed. She'll do some hardcore matches, like AEW likes to do every now and then. Those tag team fucking hardcore matches, dude, she ain't got no problem doing those, I promise you. Like, she's a beast. I love that she's there. I think it's a huge upgrade for their division as a whole. Um, a lot of people are going to find out real fucking fast. And I love the fact that she also... Um, obviously uses the same move as Jade, or Jade uses the same move as her, let's be real. Um, but they both use the same move as Beth Phoenix. <laughs> um, I didn't like I didn't like that on commentary when she first did it to Layla Gray. The announcers were like, oh, she did Jade's move in front of her. Like, no, she did her own fucking move. Yeah, yeah. But they, <laughs> exactly. and then they tried to thing. correct it on Rampage when she had the yeah. debut match, and then Excalibur was like, yeah, she's been using it for a long time, way before Jade. Yeah. Why didn't you say that on the fucking Dynamite? Right. They made it look like, oh, I was just trying to I was trying to fucking style on you by doing your move in front of you. How insulting. Yeah. Um, fucking... But, but, yeah, uh, but like do you that. think this is a good move uh, for AEW, obviously? Yeah, of course. How would it not be? Fuck if I know. It's, I don't know. I don't. I some... see literally no way that it would be a bad move for AEW. Yeah, I know. It seems good to me. Uh, I think they keep her in the TBS title for a uh, picture for a little bit. They might even have her win. Who knows? It'd, it'd be nice to get something new going on there. Um but if they're still trying to stall for the Statlander return, they could have her do this whole build to the Jade thing and then lose, which I would fucking hate, actually, because then everybody kind of gets lost after that. Um, like, when's the last time you heard from, I don't know, Kira Hogan or fucking anybody, so... Um, uh, well, Kira Hogan has uh, matches on Dark pretty much every week now. She's getting, yeah. she's getting, at least she's getting reps in, and Diamante as well. My problem, and by the way, that would be another tag team because they're together in real life and they've tag team or they've been a tag team multiple times on the indies, uh, Kira Hogan and Diamante. But I will say that I agree with you that Taya might get lost because she wouldn't be able to slide right into the originals versus the outcast thing because she just got there one and two because she's not an original, which would be, make more sense to her be on that side anyway because she was never really in WWE. She was in there for two weeks. <laughs> Let's be real. So. Yeah. She's not a WWE person, not an outcast person, really. She only had a cup um, of coffee in the big time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but she's the cream of the crop because she's rising she's now the to the, the top, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, there's really nowhere else to fit her in. So I think I think her winning the title makes the most sense right now. If Statlander had a setback, or it's going to be, or it's going to take a little bit longer than you thought it was, maybe Taya wins it, then she turns heel on somebody in a couple of months, and then Statlander could come in and have a have a match with her instead, or something like that. I don't know, but. I do think that this is a major upgrade and a bigger signing than Madison Rain was. So when Madison Rain came in and lost to Jade, I didn't have an issue with it. I expected it. But with Taya, I'd actually be kind of shocked if Taya loses to Jade, honestly. I, th- I, I think it would be really shitty booking. I'm hoping they brought her in, and not that I want Statlander to be injured longer, but I'm hoping they brought her in because they heard maybe that Statlander's injury has taken more time to recover than they planned on. So they have to have somebody come in to take the belt and, and change up that division some. Because if they bring her in just to lose and then have Statlander come back and then win it, I'd, I'd feel a little bit weird about that. I'd, I'd love to see Statlander win it. It just doesn't have to be... She doesn't have to be the one to beat Jade. Um, they can do Unless that. Unless they're saving Statlander the for the original storyline. 
She could come back. If they're going to do Originals versus Outcast Blood and Gut style match, and then Statlander comes in to be the fifth person or the fourth person or whatever mystery, um, that would be cool. And maybe they just scrap the TBS plans altogether. Wait, how many how many outsiders are there? There's only three right now, but that doesn't mean they can't get another one. Yeah, but who else would it be? Fuck if I know. Hell if I know, guy. Mercedes? <laughs> Serena? Uh. Athena? Uh, Athena, um, did you watch her match with uh, I watched Willow? the powerbomb. <laughs> I saw you the powerbomb off the fucking apron to the floor. Yeah, that match on Ring of Honor was crazy. That was a really good match. Okay, so we're all for Taya in AEW, which I was not shocked, honestly. I was I was more shocked that Christina said that she wasn't a huge fan of hers. And I was sitting there like, are we talking about the same tell, person, dude? Like, what the fuck are you talking her. about? You wa- she watched Lucha Underground with me all the time. How the fuck do you not like Taya? You're crazy. Tell her, tell her I said she's a fucking hater. Okay. Uh, and by the way, this is coming from two huge Jade Cargill fans. Me and yeah, Ryan. I like, so I like it's, not, it's not that we want Jade to lose because we think Jade's bad or anything. It's just that we don't want her saddled with this undefeated gimmick undefeated gimmick yeah too long which we always already kind of feel like it's kind of dragging on because she's already beat pretty much everybody so how many how many new people can you bring in you can't have a losing she's got to lose to one of them champion yeah you can't have a compelling champion without some kind of struggle it's the goldberg problem well goldberg had a lot of problems uh well yeah. all right let's let's move on that's the last topic for that but we're going to hit you up with Something I like to call the monster quiz. All right. So Ryan is up. Let's go ahead and give you your title, dude. Let's give you your title. You deserve it. Quiz champion. He's up five to two. It doesn't matter if he fucks this one up royally, which I don't think he will. I think you're going to get this one right. Okay. I think you're going to go up six two right here. All right. So let's do it. Monster quiz time. Here we go. Roman Reigns is the highest rated wrestler in WWE 2K23 with a 99 rating. What wrestler holds the highest rating of all time with a 100? Hands up. Is it A, Hulk Hogan, B, AJ Styles, or C, Goldberg? There's no way it was looking AJ Styles. There's no way it was AJ Styles. Um, fuck. Um, I see. I can see them doing Hogan. No, actually, no. They okay. It wouldn't be Goldberg. It wouldn't be Goldberg because they always put Goldberg as some kind of like. Um, they always put him as some kind of like. Uh, Lower stamina, higher strength, whatever the fuck. So his overalls always come out to like 96, 97, some bullshit like By that. Way, we're Even just talking these... about the WWE 2K23 uh, series. I don't know about SmackDown and all that other shit. You mean the 2K series, not 2K23 series? Well, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, the 2K series. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about like, because I don't remember when they kept, because I know Here Comes the Pain had ratings, but I'm, I don't think this question includes that. It could. It's not Goldberg. I, don't know, but I know for a fact we're talking about 2K, though, for sure. It could it's be not, all time. It's, 
It's not Goldberg. I'm fairly positive it's not AJ, but I also don't. I don't think they would ever be dumb enough to try to get Hogan over as a hundred. That's that doesn't make any sense to me. Unless they did some crazy like '80s super powered like what was that weird ass arcade game that you had where they were all like super sized and like fucking Legends jacked of shit. WrestleMania. Legend, yeah, like if a legend version of it. Or something, you had like showdown. Maybe. You had all. You had. What was that? WWE All-Stars as well? I I said it first, not AJ Styles, but the more I think about it, it wouldn't... Hogan and Goldberg just have too many weaknesses for them to ever say that they were unironically 100. And there was probably a period where AJ Styles, because of the way that they would balance his stats based on like what his moveset was his speed, his stamina, the shit he was able to do the ring, and where they had him in the card at the time, that I, I actually think it's more likely that they had a 100 AJ Styles than they would ever fucking have a 100 Goldberg. The only thing is, Hogan, I could see them doing like a... like a special variant character or something that was deliberately like overpowered, like WrestleMania 2 Hulk Hogan fucking supercharged motor or some bullshit. They do that kind of stuff. But even then, I don't... No developer would be dumb enough to say Goldberg is 100, so that one's just completely out. Like, even if you don't watch wrestling that much, he would always say that he's got some fucking weakness. And I think the same about Hogan, but Hogan has that mystique about him where in a video game I could see them putting him at 100, and the only person I could legitimately see being scored as 100 at any point in their career for actual talent is actually AJ. But I'm trying to think of a period where he was high up enough on their card... For them to have done that. And I know he had the WWE title reign and stuff. I just, I can't see it being... It's it's 100% not Goldberg. It's got to be Hogan or AJ. I'm leaning more toward Hogan, but I feel like that's too obvious. And you wouldn't have said AJ Styles and Goldberg. Then put Hogan in there. Knowing that I would lean Hogan. Because Hogan's the one that makes the most sense as somebody that they might have put in as like a 98, 99, 100, despite him being a dog shit wrestler. So I think the Hulk Hogan is a diversion, and I know it's not Goldberg. I'm going to say AJ Styles. I, I, it's, it, they could have like a Hogan variant or some shit, but I'm going to say AJ Styles. Yeah, baby. So, what Accurate. year was it? It's AJ Styles. I don't know the year, but it wasn't really AJ Styles. It was a variant of AJ Styles. It was a golden AJ Styles from when they had the tournament. Remember they had that pay-per-view where AJ Styles went one-on-one with the guy that won the tournament, and then that dude beat AJ Styles' ass while he was ta- trash-talking the whole time. It was on a pre-show. Oh, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, uh, 19. Okay, 19. Yeah, it was so the um whoever won that got a golden AJ Styles at a rating of hundred. That's that's literally the the answer. He's the highest. He's the only person okay. ever to get a hundred. So yeah, golden okay. AJ I mean, Styles. I, I, I didn't have it for the right reason, but I'll take it. Um, I just thought that his stats at a certain time they would have maybe evened out to a hundred the way that they did him. But okay, cool. Yeah, Six I knew it wasn't two. fucking Goldberg. Six and two. He seems like he's going to be champion for the foreseeable future. Uh. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to fucking kill you on 
check because I could easily come up with questions and fuck you up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I want them to be still fun. So six yeah. and two, he got it. I said I thought you were good. I thought you would get it. I know you're a huge AJ Styles fan, so I figured you'd uh, not. I, I figured Goldberg was a. What I wanted to do, honestly, was I was going to do like a Finn Balor and then have you think, oh, Demon Finn Balor would be 100, but regular Finn Balor would be like, you know, 89, you know, something like that and really fuck you up. But I went Goldberg. I just went with two monsters instead and just hope that you thought, part of me was thinking you just hope AJ Styles was the giveaway answer that, no, that just can't be it. And then the other two would be the one that you were fighting over. I did at first. That's literally the first thing I said was like, there's no way it's AJ Styles. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, there's no way it's fucking Goldberg. And okay, then Hogan, I'm gonna work in some ones where it's yeah. the obvious answer, and you're gonna overthink it. You ain't got to worry about that guy. <laughs> I, I thought I was overthinking that one. I should. I was. I, was uh, like, I don't think I'm Hogan was an over overrated thing. Like if I said Hogan, and you would have been kicking yourself because you would have been thinking about it too much. Well, it's funny that you mentioned it's like a golden AJ Styles variant or whatever, because that's actually what I was thinking. Is like there's got to be like a Hulk Hogan variant from some fucking game where they like superpowered him or whatever, just based on the Hogan mystique. But yeah, okay, cool. All right, let's the, move the on. Best Number All one, right. baby. Now we got to bring back one of my favorite segments. It's Usi or not Usi time. Are you ready for this? There's three topics, obviously. Um, let me go ahead and pop this up there. Just hasn't been very Usi. If you can't find your inner Usi again. I don't know why that says Logan Paul WWE right there. Give me a second, guys. <laughs> there we go. Take that out. It was off the it was off the tech scene or whatever for that for that specific thing. I gotta take that off. But anyway, Usi or not Usi time. We got three topics. Stu Grayson is back with AEW again. Usi mm. or not Usi? That's pretty Usi. I, I like seeing him. I was glad he was back. He he had a really good uh hot tag run in that match too where everybody kind of remembered like oh yeah he's actually really fucking good i think it gets overlooked a little bit because cesaro does everything that he does except for some of the flippy stuff but better as far as the strength and the overall look and things like that but um Stu's uh, like a really good addition to any roster i'm glad they got him back they could do the super smash brothers stuff again uh he fits really well with the dark order if they're going to try to bring them back to a more serious light and i miss seeing him on bte so yeah i'm glad he's back not only does does he have a similar moveset as uh, Claudio, but Claudio also is the one that hit him with the super uppercut in that match, too. <laughs> yeah. He got so. fucked up. Um, all right. Usi or not Usi, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, for political reasons, will probably be the main event of night one and not Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Usi or not Usi? Political reasons? What do you mean? They have to have a female match main event no, they don't no, they that's don't. what they said this is very not oozy this is dumb as shit um they only recently just started doing that and there's no real storyline built to this match like it's not charlotte doesn't deserve it let's be honest she doesn't deserve to main event wrestlemania for the work that she's done in the last however long um she's riding on the the past successes and past like ability that she has but late what has she done lately Nothing worth a shit. Nothing worth main eventing. And if you want to make the argument that, oh, well, Rhea Ripley won the Rumble, and when you win the Rumble, you win a match to main event WrestleMania, that's never been the case. It's always been you get a title match at WrestleMania. But even when, like, Brock Lesnar was champion and stuff like that and people won, it wasn't the last match on the card every time. There's been a lot of people who had their WrestleMania title matches 
that did not main event the card. So I don't understand why anybody would say that that should main event over probably the the Usos Zane KO tag match. Because if you're going to argue that that's your best storyline and however long, and that's the one that's doing all your ratings and all that shit, there's no way you don't have that main event. Why the fuck would you put that like one or two matches down on the card before a match that has nobody really gives us about right now? Like Charlotte's always going to have Charlotte fans, and I like Charlotte. I think she's a good wrestler, but she hasn't done much lately. She's done no real good character work. Her character's been the cha- the same for like ten fucking years, and this match is literally just like Rhea Ripley choosing the person that she's never really gotten one over on. That's the whole build. That should not main event. I don't care if I don't care if they're women. I don't care if it's if she won the fucking Royal Rumble. That can go on second to last, third to last, and still be totally fine. It could it could even it should actually go on before the main event because it's a match that in that spot won't get if you put the tag match on before that match, nobody's gonna give a fuck about that match. So even from a practical point of view, it doesn't make sense to have the tag match on before that match because there's not as nearly as much like emotional investment in the Charlotte match. Um, nobody's really as hyped or into the storyline because there really isn't one uh, for the Charlotte match. And it kind of kills the Charlotte match to put them on after a match that's going to blow it out of the water. So practical speaking, like precedent speaking, there's no reason to have this main event. Very not oozy. I agree with you. It's not oozy at all. Um and I will say to the people that use that argument, and I have seen it as well, so I'm there with you. I've seen the same tweets. Uh, WrestleMania 34 was how many years ago? This was about to be WrestleMania 39, is it not? So five years ago. So five years, yeah. This is about to be 39 for Hollywood again. So WrestleMania 34, you know who won the Royal Rumble that year? Oh, God, we just did this for like an hour. Yeah, uh, but doing day. a random one is going to be a little bit different from than going in order. But anyway, it's Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, okay. was he on in the last match against AJ Styles, or was it Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? No, he was having the, the dick punch brigade match. Yeah. Um, well, didn't he yeah. win the Royal Rumble, though? So shouldn't he have been in the main event? No. Okay, well, I rest my case. So I agree with you 100%. Just because you win the Royal Rumble doesn't mean you're in the main event at WrestleMania. And by the way, when Asuka won that same year, guess what? It was only night one, so how can you have... It was supposed to be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke versus Asuka in the main event? Uh, cause they both won that year. And if she wins the Royal Rumble and she's supposed to be in the main event and Shinsuke wins the Royal Rumble and he's supposed to be in the main event and there's only one night of WrestleMania at WrestleMania 34, then how the fuck is it possible? It's never been that way. It's never been that way. I 100% agree with you. Um, dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not Usi. I like Rhea. I like Charlotte. I like the story that they're playing off of right now. Uh, everything else around them, I'm not a huge fan of. The Dom stuff, the Charlotte, uh, the Charlotte fucking... No, fuck no. Fuck you. Oh, no. get out of here. Got shit. Dude, no. The dude still That's can't wrestle, best. first of all. So, no. I don't care. I don't care. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's not a reason to main event either night of WrestleMania, honestly. In fact, I, I thought the, the, the other match that they had would have been a better uh, contender to, to main event one of the nights of WrestleMania than this one. Uh, but, no, I like both ladies. I, I think they're going to have a really good match. I thought their first match was really good. We talked about how there was not a lot of good stuff on that uh, WrestleMania that year because that was the COVID year, I believe, with the rain and all that shit. Um, Mm -hmm. When you had Samoa Joe out there in a fucking poncho instead of using him in a match. Uh, But anyway, that match actually was one of the few bright spots of that WrestleMania. So I have no doubt that they're going to deliver. I just don't think it's got the build that it needs to have to main event either night of WrestleMania when you have 
what just happened and transpired between Owens and Sami Zayn with that fucking pop on SmackDown, how can you tell me that that shouldn't be main event of night one? It, no, there's no chance. There's no fucking chance. And even if Owens and Sami are the first fucking match on night one, they're still going to be dead by the time Charlotte and Rhea comes around for the main event. No one's going to be able to follow that match. No one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I agree I, with you on I that. I think they're setting them up for a kind of a bad reaction from the crowd. Yeah, and that, that makes me feel bad for those two ladies, obviously. Uh, yep. Okay, third, Usi or not Usi, Forbidden Door 2 is official, my man. I know you're hyped. We all were thinking that, yeah, are they going to do this every year? Is it going to be in Japan next or this year? Is it going to be back in the States? No, it's actually in Canada. So in Toronto, I need to know your thoughts. Usi or not Usi, Forbidden Door 2 back and being in Canada this year. I'm torn on it because my, my ex lives in Canada. She actually lives in Toronto. <laughs> so it'd be awkward for me to go. But I did tell myself I'm going to every fucking Forbidden Door. So I'm in a weird spot. Um, the rumor is Omega versus Osprey 2 at this I one. I've heard that too, yeah. I'm going to buy the tickets on Friday. Uh, I'll probably grab two and see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, I I was glad it got announced and I saw it was in Toronto and I'm like, fuck. I got to renew my passport and like all this other bullshit because it expired um, last year uh, since I had no reason to go up there anymore. So I kind of let it lapse, and uh, now I have to renew that. I got to get fucking flights, hotels, all that bullshit. I'll probably still go. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's oozy that it's happening. I'm glad that they're keeping this as a running series. I wish it was in the states. It'd be a little easier for me as far as travel. Do we not so. think that? And just is off off topic a little bit here. I mean, it's on Forbidden Door, but. Um, mm. Do we not think that with the promo that Danielson cut in the back room that while he's gone and Zack Sabre Jr. has already started talking shit into the camera on Ring of Honor and stuff, that that's going to be the reason he comes back and not MJF? Like, he's going to come back for Forbidden Door to go against Zack Sabre Jr. because Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be talking shit in New Japan and New Japan Strong and Ring of Honor yeah. all the way, and then they'll, they'll finally have their matchup as well. And this is really a way to get Danielson off the TV so he doesn't potentially get hurt again and have to pull out of another Forbidden Door so he can go one-on-one -on -one with Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're building to. So this fucking pay-per-view has the potential to have Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay and Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. on the same card. That's fucking yep. insane. There's there's no story. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Zack Sabre Jr.? It's for AEW fans. Do you have a vignette? Do you have a vignette? It's for AEW fans only. It's not real wrestling. <sighs> not real wrestling, brother. All right. So thank you for that. Now, with that, all that being said, let's go ahead and clear that. And I will now go to our favorite segment of the show. How do we it's have time it... for Mark That Tweet, my man. Are you ready for this? It's not Raj. That's too easy. No, it's not. It was too easy. It was too easy was to too put easy. Raj up there. We already talked Raj about Raj. That's why I wanted to rant on everybody before we got up to this one, because this is a new one. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. I wanted to go off on everybody up to this so that we didn't just repeat it. Hmm. Now, he's been on the show before. He'll be on the show again. But we got to talk about it. And I, it's not even really on him. It's on the report that he shared. I don't know if he works for them or what or why he shared this. Obviously, he's an idiot. But let's go ahead and put it up there. <laughs> it's time for it? Mark that tweet. Let's fucking go. Louis Dangor making an, another appearance. The feeling within WWE is that Gunther wasn't ready yet for a match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 39. It has been claimed Triple H feels that he needs another whole year, 365 more days, probably as IC champion, 
to be ready for such a big, huge, Omos-sized opportunity. More on at Give Me Sport. Now, does he work for at Give Me Sport? Do you know? Or is he just I... sharing something stupid because he agreed with it? That's a good question. I would assume he does if he's bothering to shout them out. It just seems like a really like because if I'm not working for them and I think that is an asinine article, I'm not sharing he's the, the article. He's the lead WWE writer for Giveport. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Okay, then you are definitely a part of this. We're marking Louis Dangor's dumbass tweet, and I love oh, terrible wrestling on. takes Hold on. on the Hold show. On. Whoa, Hold whoa, 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 whoa. Don't fucking start. Hold on. He's reporting the feeling within WWE. He's not Come saying on, that's man. his opinion. Come on, man. He said Triple H feels. He didn't say, I think. There's no way Triple H feels that way. This man created this shit in his own head and re fucking reported it. I'm telling you. Fucking everyone except for Dave Meltzer, which sometimes is also wrong. I will say that he's wrong a lot of times. But he has sources within, so it's not like he's not... Louis Dangor is fucking just posting this because Zero News DM'd him or some shit. Or Zero Ringside News. News fucking DM'd him. It's not the same. SRS and Dave Meltzer are really the only credible fucking sources out there at the moment for wrestling. If you uh, like the behind-the-scenes shit... Well, Fightful in general. A lot of different... Yeah, well, Fightful. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Fightful in general, yes. Fightful, yeah. Fightful and Wrestling Observer. I'll say that. How about that? They'll, they are the only two credible ones like even pwi is a bunch of kayfabe right so yeah. they have a lot of good reporters and i think righteous reg works for pwi if i'm not mistaken but uh but they also work for uh they also work for fightful as well on to some degree because they have a grab city podcast through fightful select so i'm pretty sure right i'm pretty sure i heard righteous reg say that he worked for pwi or was a reporter for pwi or some shit like that one time in a scrum it I know he. I know he's written for them. I don't know if he still does. I know he does. Okay. Okay. So you don't know too. if it was a full time yeah. thing. He just could be freelance. I know he writes for them. Okay. For well, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so those, I, I'll throw a PWI in there. Those three publications, but the other two more so. If you're if you're into that segment of wrestling, the behind the scenes stuff and the rumors and the news and stuff like we talk about on here all the time and rant about, those are the only two really credible sources. Three, if you count PWI, all this uh, other shit. At Give Me Sport, Zero News, Ringside News, uh, Listen, you rant. The Circle I Jerk. Discuss nah, I'm good. I, I discuss calmly. You rant. Um, the you used to rant all the time until you got the medication right. I don't have any medication. All right? Let's be real about this. I will Listen. rant until I get my CBD gummies again. I'm a, okay? I'm a, I promise you. I'm a normal you. man now. I have very normal and measured takes on wrestling now. My chemical um, imbalance, I love it. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's explode on the screen. I don't care. I'm about to be like fucking JD from NY. I'm just going to start shouting nonsense. I'm so dumb. It's so dumb. Shit like that. Uh, but anyway, um, this is fucking yeah, dumb. I <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Triple H feels that way. None. None. He's the one that, he's the one that was originally pushing Gun uh, Walter back when Walter was Walter. And then he's the one that obviously wanted him pushed up to the main roster and everything. Yeah, it's Triple, a, H, it's a weird... Triple H booked the fucking Rumble. Everybody was talking about how smoothly the Rumble yeah. went. Guess what happened in that Rumble? Gunther chopped the fucking shit out of Brock Lesnar. People were going fucking nuts when they went face to face. It was a Keith Lee Lesnar moment almost. How are you going to tell me that he's not ready? No, that's just Lesnar didn't want to fucking work with Gunther at WrestleMania. And that's it. There's no way yeah. that Omos can be ready for Lesnar at WrestleMania in that spot 
but fucking Gunther is not. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Well, it's got well. Hold on. It could be that they weren't ready to have Gunther go over Lesnar, but didn't want him to lose to Lesnar because they're still trying to build his stock. But they can do the Omos match because Omos is obviously not going to win, and Omos is just gonna he's gonna go under. So okay, so you tell me that Gunther's not ready, ready to beat Lesnar. From a character perspective, I think it's more that he's not ready for Lesnar to be taking losses to regular roster members like a Gunther. I think that makes more sense. Um, the only reason that Gunther's not in a agree. match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania is because he has the IC title, and Triple H likes the IC title, so he wants it predominantly featured on the fucking biggest show of the year. That's the only reason. Well, could, if Gunther didn't have the IC title right now, and this story came out, you would think that that's accurate. That Triple H feels that Gunther is not ready for fucking Lesnar. So when they say ready for such a big opportunity, I still feel like that the calling it a big opportunity specifically refers to him going over. And I think what they're saying is that they haven't done enough build on Gunther yet to give him the win over Lesnar. I don't think it's about him being able to have a match. I think it's, he's not, they haven't built his character to a point where they feel like Gunther going over Lesnar is credible enough to not severely damage Lesnar. If that makes more sense. I don't agree. I think this is fucking stupid. I, I think the stupid part that we could pick apart is that he's clearly ready. He's been wrestling for almost 20 fucking years. He's in the best shape of his life. He's doing some of the best work of his life. He's the only thing that's made the intercontinental title in the last six fucking ranks. Uh, it's this is a dumb point of view, but if if they're specifically saying, I don't think that we've built him up enough yet to give him the win over Lesnar without it hurting Lesnar too much, then I I can I see what they're I don't agree, but I would see that I would see they're saying more than them just saying, oh, we're not ready to put him in a big spot. What if he can't handle the pressure? That's not what I think they're saying. My ears, I was checking my ears to see if they were as red as my shirt right now because I'm so angry right now. Let I agree with Macho Manny. What would you think the reason would be if they have Omos beat Lesnar? Would y'all be surprised? April 3rd, in the morning, post-show of WrestleMania Night 2, if we come on here and Omos beat fucking Lesnar, what are you going to say then, Ryan? What are you going to um, say then? I'm going to say Omos is ready, baby. Man, I'm going to slap... I will, I will delete the show from existence Nigerian if you come on here and say that supremacy. shit. There's no reason why... Fucking Gunther would not be ready in Omos. If Omos wins, Macho Manny, I swear to God, if Omos beats Lesnar at fucking WrestleMania, dude, I'm telling you right now that this story is the biggest fucking heaping pile of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Le fucking Gunther is loved by fucking Triple H. There's no way that Triple H thinks that. I'm cool with uh, Vince saying I don't think he's ready for a big opportunity. But to say in your article that Triple H of all the people back there feels that he needs a whole nother year to be ready for a big opportunity is the biggest pile of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Listen. I already know Vince is back because he booked Omos to fucking versus Lesnar in the first fucking place. So Vince is the one that doesn't think Gunther's ready, not Triple H. There's no way. Zero chance. Okay, two questions. How tall is Brock Lesnar? Not taller than Omos. Right. And how so tall I don't is think he's taller than Gunther. How tall is Gunther? Taller than uh, Lesnar. But? But what? But not taller than Omos. Omos is ready, baby. 
Was Giant Gonzalez ready for Undertaker at WrestleMania? We never fucking heard from him again. He was ready what for are the you about? He had the match. Holy shit! He didn't win the match. You that thought Giant Gonzalez was ready? You thought Giant Gonzalez was ready for Undertaker? The, the Giant Gonzalez opportunity was just the match itself. The Omos opportunity is Omos Mania. Okay, he's got to go over. I got Dude, Omos winning no this. There's no way. That Triple I got H said this shit. by clean pinfall, one minute, 22 seconds. I will call Triple H right fucking now and ask him <laughs> on this show, point blank. Dude, do you really think somebody needs to ask him in the conference call? Like, just straight up ask him. I'm so tired of the bullshit, pussyfooting around questions that they always give on these stupid conference calls before a pay-per-view. Let's just ask him straight up. Do you think Gunther is a big enough star to go against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Yes or no? And then just leave it at that. I don't want no bullshit managerial fucking response because you got to protect the Omos no, versus Lesnar no, no, match. No, no. Answer me the goddamn question. Say. He's going to say it's not about that. It's about it's a spectacle. People want to see it. He's a really big guy. Brock Lesnar is a really big guy. You just you have the spectacle of two really big guys, and uh, they uh, yes. go love together. the Triple H. Love the Triple H. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> even your even your fucking Triple H impression, while maybe accurate, you cannot tell me that no one wants to see Gunther versus Lesnar because if we didn't, we wouldn't even be having the goddamn conversation when this stupid fucking article came out. It's not a spectacle, okay? Bullshit! It was a spectacle at Royal Rumble. Besides the Logan Paul ricochet fucking thing, that's the only thing we were talking about coming out of the match was when Gunther was chopping the fuck out of Lesnar and Lesnar was like, oh shit, you just hit me for real. You could see Lesnar was pissed. He was not expecting that shit. I want to see these two motherfuckers fight. Listen, I'm all seven foot. You can't Lesnar fucking said no because Lesnar don't want to get his fucking ass kicked by Gunther in that fucking match. Well, then you tell the story of the match being Brock Lesnar always finding the way to avoid the chops until he... Wind. You can't if the match doesn't take place. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm saying if that was the reason why. If he's like, oh no, my god, what the? Then you fuck? just the way you book the match is that the whole match he's avoiding the chops. Listen, what, what match? They're not Omos. fighting. I'm saying if they were, that's how you would book the match. So I don't think that's the reason. You got me sounding I, like fucking Mad Dog Russo on this fucking show right now. I think I'm telling Omos you is... right now, Triple H does not feel that Gunther needs a whole nother year to be ready for such a big opportunity. And by the way, there's rumors going around, by the way, depending on how this fucking sale goes, that Omos could actually beat Lesnar and he'd be putting somebody over on his way out because he's been telling people that he's close to that he's pretty much wrapping it up right now for his career. Well, if anybody's so ready we for might not Omos. ever get Gunther versus fucking Brock Lesnar. And that's bullshit. I don't want to fucking have a world where we had Omos versus Brock Lesnar, but not Gunther versus Brock Lesnar, not Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar, but goddamn, we got fucking Omos to look back on. Listen, Omos is ready, okay? I've seen his matches. That's what they want too, Macho Manny. That's literally the entire reason why this whole fucking program even exists, because he can't suplex him let alone f5 him that's the entire fucking story going into this match because mvp said you can't german suplex omos are you fucking kidding me yes he can it almost takes no effort for lesnar to do that i've seen him do it a big show and it'd probably be safer he's gonna have way more to land on than his fucking head 
He's going to have He's a going to have 5-0 minutes. It's going to be replayed 20 times like the fucking UFO from Cesaro to fucking Seth Rollins that got Cesaro no closer to any world title because he lost to Brock Lesnar as well. That's what they're going to do on Raw and SmackDown for the fucking foreseeable future after WrestleMania. You'll get to see a bunch of fucking photographs because they don't want to show you the video because they want you to pay for the replay, but they'll show you one clip, and guess what that clip's going to be? Brock Lesnar F5ing Omos because, goddammit, nobody remembers Andre versus Hogan because we only remember shit from 2009 and above. So we got to fucking have a new one because no one knows what the fuck wrestling history is, and you gotta have ten well, goddamn minutes of vignettes to figure out what the fuck happened to every goddamn wrestler that's ever existed. You have to remember, you're old, okay? A lot of the people. I'm older. 20, I'm not old. You are. We're both fucking old. If you think about twenty years ago, right? Twenty years ago was uh, two thousand three, and two thousand three wrestling was, you know, a pretty high point in wrestling. But even that was like post wcw we grew up with wcw like this is old shit if you think about how far away uh andre the giant and hogan were for us at that age some of the shit is further away for people that watch stuff like some of the stone cold shit is further away now than hogan was for us when we were kids and if if social media and streaming service didn't exist, I would be 100% on your side, bro. But guess what? I wasn't even born yet when fucking WrestleMania 1 happened. I wasn't born until later that year in 85 or 80... I think it was 85. 85 when fucking Hogan slammed Andre, right? At WrestleMania 1. I still fucking know about it. I still take the time to go back and learn what the fuck happened, even though I was a little kid and didn't understand it at the time. That That's not a fucking reason to be obtuse about situations in wrestling history. Sorry, you have the access to everything in front of you. We didn't. We didn't have that access. So if I know it, they should fucking know it. I mean, wasn't that slam on Andre and WrestleMania? And I'm not three? talking about like all every fan. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the ones that are complaining about the shit on Twitter. That's the ones I'm talking about. I'm not talking about fucking little girl, fucking eight year old girl coming on fucking Twitter not knowing anything. I'm not gonna fucking bash these people, right? But the people that are complaining about dumb shit, no, I I fully intend to bash them as much as I can. Okay, we're because about, we're you can tell kids. me, you can tell me. Fucking Doug and Danny Basham's entire fucking SmackDown career, but you can't tell me about Hogan and fucking Andre, brother. If they're if they're twenty years old, and they've been watching wrestling since they were ten, they've still only been watching wrestling since twenty thirteen. You understand that, right? So what? I'm not talking about people that are ten years old. No, 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 no. If they're twenty, if they are twenty years old right now. And they started watching it when they were 10. They've only been watching wrestling since 2013. I understand that. So they I have 10 care. years of watching wrestling, but you're talking about shit happened like fucking almost four years ago. Okay. And you're saying, oh, Peacock, we, we have have Peacock has existed. I mean, not Peacock, but WWE Network existed. What, what year did WWE Network come out? I don't know. You've had access to it the entire time. That's not my and fault if you're not doing the work, Raj. I don't care. Doing the work? Doing the work? Why didn't you Do go back and work. watch every old fucking WrestleMania, nerd? <laughs> <laughs> wrestling like is the... Like, I would say this. Wrestling is so much weirder than every other sport, right? 
because it's weirder than a lot of shows in general. Like even yeah, with soap it's, operas it's, and it's shit. It's literally its own thing. It's really yeah. is. It's really its own thing. We talk about all the differences all the time. People complain about certain promos and shit and label that fucking person racist in real life. But if somebody else does that same thing on a Walking Dead episode, oh, that's not racist. That's their character. We separate it when we want to separate it and we don't when we don't, right? The other thing is, is stuff like this. Where if in the NBA, the NBA has a NBA TV. I don't know if they actually have a streaming service. NFL has the NFL Network or whatever. They play old games on there. I'm never going on there to watch old games. But I'll go back and watch a fucking old wrestling match a fucking hundred times. That, that for some reason, is such a different thing for me than other sports. So, like I said, wrestling is such a hugely different fucking thing, conglomerate. It's its own huge fucking thing away from everything else. It's, it's literally its own entity, right? So, I don't have a fucking excuse for Raj not knowing who the fuck Vikino is because he fucking came in with no 10-minute motherfucking promo package to explain who he is. I can't give Raj a slide on that. If we're talking about somebody that's only been watching it for 10 years or whatever, and they didn't have money to buy their own fucking streaming service, and their parents wouldn't buy it for them, but they would buy them fucking Fortnite bucks, then that's okay. Whatever. I don't care. That's cool with me. But Raj? First of all. Raj? Old man. Raj? Raj is older than me. Maybe. I have to look it up. He owned his own fucking site, Wrestling Inc. Yeah, maybe before he, was just more he sold it or got rid of it or whatever. He had, he was the one running it, and he's the one saying dumb shit like this. This Louis Dangor fellow here, moron. Louis is young though. Okay. Well, that's sort of the point that I was getting at. WWE Gareth. Don't know how old I- he is. Dumb. I don't care about that guy. <laughs> yeah, if you look up a picture of this thing, Macho Manny, when did you start watching wrestling, bro? Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me, let's, let's get in here right quick. Let's, let's get personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you start watching wrestling? Where, where did you start watching wrestling? Where you actually like understood and followed it from week to week? I should say. All right. So I just found an article about Louis Angor when he was in school because he made the news back in 2014 for shaving his head to raise money for a hospital okay it's the same kid because the same guy because he's got a picture of him he looks exactly the same except younger here and he was 14 in 20 or in 2000 hold on let me find it again he was 14 in 2014 so he's only nine years older than that now he's 23 so exactly like what i I was talking about like if he's been watching wrestling since he was 13 He's only been watching it for 10 years. But for a fucking, but for a kneel, a kneel fist in the air for WWE fucking person, shouldn't he fucking have access to Peacock and WWE Network when it existed? Shouldn't he fucking be doing some kind of homework, some kind of history for somebody that now has his own fucking thing with articles that he runs? Again, I was talking more about casual people, but you brought up his age. I'm bringing up these people because these are the people that are making dumbass fucking takes on a consistent basis with, uh, these crumbs of fucking fake credibility behind them to make them pe- make other people think that they know what the fuck they're talking about. That's my issue, is those people. But what, but what I'm saying is that this tweet, I understand that he wrote the article, but he's writing about a sense of something that's been reported by someone else. It's not his opinion, right? He says, Triple but he H does it. I'm not saying this particular article. Just in general, he says stupid shit like this all the time, though. Oh, yeah, and I, I still don't so. believe it. I think he made this up. 
I'm under the firm fucking belief that he made this dumb shit up. All right, let's look at the article. Macho Manny says, I remember my, I remember the first ever pay-per-view that my parents ordered that I watched was The Rock versus Chris Wall. I think it was a No Mercy in like 2000. That's awesome. And now you're about to make my point for me because when I mentioned Lex Express earlier, which was in 1994, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Now, how did you know what I was talking about, Macho Manny? Because you were paying attention to some kind of history fucking documentary or you went back on your own and watched something on the fucking WWE Network or Peacock, which this motherfucker, Louis Dangor, clearly doesn't do, which Raj clearly doesn't do. That's my whole point. Macho Man is a fucking nerd. That's why he's in here watching us. <laughs> Macho Man, you're a fucking nerd. Why do you know that? Why do you know about Lex Express? Explain With how many fucking tweets Louis Dangor and Raj put out on goddamn Twitter, they got plenty of time to go watch that shit. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I got so into it. Blockbuster VHS. That's right, baby. We had Blockbuster. Holy we didn't shit. have a streaming service. We didn't have a streaming service. We had fucking Blockbuster and Hollywood fucking video, and I still got my shit in. Still got my shit in like Brian Cage, son. Still watched it. Still fucking studied it. Still memorized it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. He said Blockbuster VHS. Oh, shit. We are old. All right. <clears throat> Give me... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, right. dude. I had a motherfucking... Uh, great, great American Bash, uh, the first ever one when they went on tour. I had that video. Wait, 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 wait. So I was trying to find this fucking article, right? I found another article. February 24th. Headline, Triple H loves highly rated star. Could be next in line for world title. Triple H absolutely loves Gunther and could be set to give him a main event run in WWE in 2023, Gimme Sport has learned. In an interview with WrestleVotes, Gimme Sport was told that Gunther is one of the stars that is next in line for a spot at the top of the card. How the fuck does that make sense if next we're saying that now Triple H feels he needs another year? That was just a month ago. That wasn't even a month ago. So he was still, so he was, yeah, so he was obviously was still IC champion because he's almost been IC champion for 300 days now. So I was going to say if it was before the IC run, I could understand what he was talking about and they just view the IC run as the top of the card. But if it's obviously during that same run, then yes, no, he completely is contradicting himself. There's no way I'm telling you there's no way Triple H, who ran fucking gold and black NXT, who brought fucking Gunther in, there's no way that Triple H is going to fucking just be like, nah, one of my people ain't ready. He brought back fucking Hit Row, okay? He brought back Johnny Gargano. He brought back Candice LeRae. He brought back fucking Tegan Knox. You're not going to sit there and tell me that Gunther is not fucking ready in Triple H's eyes. Sorry. It's not yeah. happening. I mean, this report was literally a month ago, and he's like, Triple H loves him. Could be next in line for world title. He's literally running a fucking Extreme Warfare Revenge fucking article thing where just random ass shit generated, and he's posting it. There's no fucking way Triple H thinks that. None. Who is using ChatGPT? He said, give me an article about Triple H's possible opinion of (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right, man. I got a headache. I got to get out of here. All right. I appreciate that, by the way, Manny. That was nice of you to say. Um, what do you say? I, oh, I actually enjoy watching y'all because of the out of the million people who podcast wrestling, you guys have a unique way of making it entertaining, very proportionate, and I like y'all's ability to articulate every story, match people, and by piece, make it more enjoyable to listen to. I appreciate that as well. Very much so. Uh, although today was a crazier day than usual. I knew I was going to come in today, and 
I tried so hard to steer away from some of these topics because I knew I was going to fucking go off. I haven't even had any caffeine. I got a motherfucking starry in a water. So you could immediately imagine if I had a fucking energy drink right now, it would be fucking over. Over. Kanabi's knocked the fuck out over here. Jacked up on Mountain Dew. I don't even think I... Do I have my dog cam? Oh, wait. Look at Konami. He's knocked the fuck out, dude. I was wondering why he was being quiet today. He's tired of hearing me yell. <laughs> it's like, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> get on his bad side today. He's yelling. I don't know if he's yelling at me. Maybe I'll just go to sleep. I don't know what's going on. But he's knocked out behind me. Fucking Louis Dangor. Before we get out of here, I gotta play your favorite clip of the fucking show for Mark That Tweet. Here we go. You don't know shit. Your opinions suck. You fucking Mark. Get the fuck out of here, late Louis Dangor. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Shut down your at give me sport fucking site right now. It sucks. Hey, you maybe suck. he writes better about other sports. There's other sports than wrestling. Oh God, he has terrible takes on all sports. It's not just wrestling. Oh Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Uh, uh, I think he does football and MMA too. But I don't know which football he means because he's he's British. Well, you know what football he means. Oh yeah. Come on, man. The Premier League. Speaking of, I feel terrible, and I would say this before I get off of here, just because we're already on anyway. And I'm not gonna put this on YouTube. But uh I'm not a soccer fan, but <laughs> I started <laughs> Well, hold on now. Macho Man just said he's Puerto Rican, so um Yeah, I'm sure he is a we I'm lo- sure... I love soccer. I'm sure he's a huge soccer fan. That's fine. But <laughs> I Every Puerto Rican person I've ever known fucking love soccer. Portuguese people too. It's fucking crazy about it. I decided that because of my uh Oh see? Yeah, macho man knows. Oh he hates soccer. I had decided, <laughs> <laughs> I decided I decided that I was gonna use my intense simpism for AEW and Tony Khan and I was gonna start going for Fulham, right? Because that's the team he owns. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I looked up on Peacock. They hold the English Premier League. Fulham's in the English Premier League. I said, yeah, let's do it. Last Saturday, I started watching the game. They lost 3 nothing. <laughs> That's it for me, guys. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> you probably lost because I was pulling for you and finally picked a yeah. fucking team in soccer. And I was like, ah, no. Oh, well. 3 nothing before the fucking first half, by the way. they didn't. Nobody scored in the second. Mm-hmm. But it was 3 nothing and half. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm so done. would you say that... Would you say that if that were an Iron Man match, that you could have come in with only fifteen minutes left and still understood the whole story of the of the game by uh, only they were getting their getting their ass kicked? There's a reason why I started yeah. at the beginning. Now, if I start watching, if I start watching Danielson versus MJF and uh, <laughs> MJF goes up six nothing, I'm probably not gonna watch the rest of it. <laughs> but it's wrestling, so you know it's got to you know it's got to have something at the end though. As well, yeah. but it, I think it would be hilarious if they just said, you know, somebody came out they and just, just fucking was up for nothing, and then they just <laughs> they just won for nothing and just uh, fucking beat the shit out of them. I always I should thought, do that. Like, uh, what was it? Um, it was Garcia and Garcia and Yuta where Garcia beat him two zero in the pure match, mm. and I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> they just beat him two nothing. I was not expecting that. Yeah, so it's whatever. I'm sorry, Fulham fans. It was my fault, apparently. Mm. We'll be back fucking next week, dude. We got some more shit to talk about. I'm sure they're going to announce 10 more fucking matches for WrestleMania night threes and fours. And then, of course, we got, uh, I also, what, what is next week? What's next week's date? Now, let me see here. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Next week we will do the, we will be doing the predictions for. Next week we're going to have to do predictions for Ring of Honor and TJPW. Yeah. If they announce matches for TJPW. Um, Ring of Honor is going to have to announce matches soon because it's on the 31st as well. I already bought TJPW on fight. Hopefully they announce some matches soon. I saw a tweet from uh, Maki Ito where she posted a picture with her. They had the princess tag title, so I don't know if they changed hands or if they just stole them. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I need to go back and try to figure out what the hell just happened because I didn't even know TG, TJPW had a show in between this. I thought that was, this was their next show, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. You know I what? We, also, we didn't have time today to cover the New Japan Cup, but... Uh... Mark oh, Davis I saw that re- Will Ospreay had to pull out of it because it yeah. Mark Davis ended up replacing Ospreay after Ospreay already beat him. But then they had Davis actually go over Evil. Um, but he just lost to Sonata. So now it's Sonata and Finley in the final. So. so we miss out on Sonata and Evil again. Shocking. Yep. What do you think about... Uh, oh, I don't want to talk about it for another 30 minutes. What Quick thoughts on what you think about quick. Sonata leaving LIJ. Uh, it kind of makes sense. He hasn't really fit in with them since the evil thing broke up. He's just kind of around, so I'm fine with it. Just Five Guys is a weird name for a stable. That's, it's, that's my it's biggest thought It's Japan, dude. It's Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I, all of the names are weird. <laughs> they'll, they'll literally use anything. They don't care. I, I don't know Chaos Stable is like the calmest dudes. <laughs> chaos. Chris is dumb. What's sense. up, man? All right, so that's the, that's the show. I, I hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I know Macho Manny said he did. It was awesome. I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do on this one too. Unfortunately, we got a lot of topics that we got that we that we did get to cover though. I wasn't expecting this one to be this long because last week was so long, mm-hmm. but uh, it actually ended up being pretty fun. Uh, sorry for all the ranting on everybody. Uh, I do have a headache right now. I am gonna go to sleep because I got to go to work tonight. But uh, I'll be <laughs> posting the full episode on Spotify and Anchor. Anchor now is now owned by Spotify, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be posting that on there. And then, of course, if you want to catch it on YouTube in parts so that it's easier to consume, you may do that as well. Uh, because if you just type in at Real Monstercast, like our Twitter handle right there, into the search bar on YouTube, our page will pop up on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on there and get all this same stuff that we just did, but just in parts or whatever. Uh, also, prediction shows go on there as well because we don't do prediction shows live anymore. Um, or haven't done them live in a while, I should say. So he can go back and edit them and cheat. He dubs over his voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he can cheat. <laughs> so I can change the voice. I'll just dub my voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking like a fucking anime. And I think who's going to win is Kathy Omega. <laughs> like, what was I, what shirt was I wearing? Let me go get that shirt so I can go sit in the chair and record, re-record. <laughs> re-record that part, dude. Oh, that shit would be funny as fuck. Be like, yeah, I'm undefeated every time. Undefeated That's what the fuck you said. All right. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your weekend, which is not that much time left. And we will see you next week where we'll be doing a couple prediction shows off cam. And then, of course, the main show, like we did here, live every Sunday on Twitch. This has been the MonsterCast. I'm Jack. That's Ryan. Deuces.